Hey there, folks. Welcome back to Quarantine, the podcast I started to add value and structure to my life during these absurd times. My uh, guest today is my good friend and business partner, Alex Gallner. Uh, we started a photo booth company together, but uh, unfortunately, photo booths aren't considered an essential company during the current pandemic. So we are shut down and hemorrhaging money. Uh, Alex was actually in England for like two months when this whole thing went down. And uh, at the last minute, once uh, Trump was closing down travel into the United States from Europe, he came back here. So he tells us a little bit about what that journey is like. Um, He talks a little bit about thinking he had it before it was a big deal, or, or before like, we realized we could get it so much, uh, you know, in the, in like East, in Europe and the States. And uh, just tells a bunch of other, you know, interesting things. We always have a good conversation. Uh, so anyway, let's get started. Hey, look at you. You look, uh, you look all fancy. Is that a dog behind you? Oh, that's a mirror. Yeah. Oh, that's my head. It seeing. makes your, it makes your place look crazy large. It gives a lot of depth. Filming you in front of the mirror adds a lot of depth. I like this chair. You look, you look like you're, <laughs> you almost look like you're like a, uh, like 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 a Watchmen villain who kind of you're like the you're like the the old the smartest man in the world from Watchmen and like you did this whole thing right now and you're just waiting for your moment. Or what was that? What was that commercial a while back with the guy who had the mini giraffe? You know what I'm talking about? Um, Gosh, what was it? It was. It, they were like, "Why would you spend all your money on ridiculous stuff?" And uh, it was. It was basically like Vladimir Putin, and he had like a little mini giraffe like that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also. Uh, I'm actually, I'm at. I'm at. I'm at Girl Alex's house, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know my friend Alex, he is dating a girl also named Alex. They're the Alexes. <laughs> uh, uh, it's very Girl Alex designed the aesthetic Very but much. i like it. I, I like it i am girl I am alex and i girl alex and i share an aesthetic we we have uh we have very similar tastes really um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would i would totally i would totally have like a room in my house like that because it's kind of florida you know it's a very florida it look is. there it is. so she loves she loves like that like old like gaudy glam of like yesteryear mm-hmm. <laughs> But really adding to the whole thing is definitely the bathrobe you're wearing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Second, well, that was... second bathrobe, second bathrobe guest in a row. My guest yesterday wore a bathrobe. Oh, nice. She, so this is actually, I, I Alex made me, girl Alex made me a bathrobe guy. She got really? me this. She got, she got me two bathrobes. She's like obsessed with bathrobes. She's got quite the collection. Um, like she'll, she'll go to like old Hollywood estates and like buy their like, like old movie star bathrobes and stuff. I don't know. Weird thing. But, uh, I'm into it. I I've embraced the, um, it I've looks embraced... like a comfy bathrobe. I, this is, you know... she got me a towel ish kind of one. And then she's like, no, no, no. You need like a, like a lounging one. I see. I, I always just associated. So wait, with is that the lounging one? Cause it looks kind of towely as well. No, this one is not tally at all. Like it's loungy, I would be, I, I've accidentally got this wet, and it's miserable when it's wet. But oh, um, interesting. yeah, I when I was young for one of my birthdays, my mom got me a Superman bathrobe, but because I was obsessed with Superman growing up, right? But um, it was like silk, 
but I would like, but like, I, you know, I couldn't, as a kid, your brain doesn't like quite like connect dots of things well. So like, I'm like bathrobe to be used out of the shower. So like I would get out of the shower and put on my silk Superman bathrobe that would just like <laughs> stick to my skin. And it was hor- <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't get this bathrobe. I don't understand it. Yeah, it would, I don't it would, know that just, I, I don't know that I, I thought of it as purposeful. This one, because I, I get the idea of lounging around if you're going to be stuck at home in like a comfortable robe, like that kind of makes sense to me. But like a bathrobe bathrobe, like I had a hard time, like, re- like wrapping my head around that concept. Like I had all these questions when she got me the towel kind of one. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, can I, I'm like, do I have to towel off first before I get into the towel bathrobe or can I just get directly out and put it on? And she she's of the camp that you can just get right into the bathrobe. Okay, so, yeah, but that's like, if it's a towely bathrobe. If it's a towel, yeah. essentially it is a towel. I would towel off first. See, when I had my towely bathrobe, I would wipe down, put on the bathrobe, and then I'd wrap the other thing around, you know, the little hair I have. Uh, <laughs> kind of a, a lost cause on the the head wrap bathrobe, but I like the I like the total look of it. You know, I like I like I like that felt, felt. I'm like embracing it, it. I you know I I'm normally you know normally I like to. Um, I like to get up early. I like to put on like, like being alive clothes and and do that. But I, I'm I'm really leaning into the, to the, uh, you know, to this shelter at home kind of thing. Well, I'm, I'm this is it. bathrobe time. <laughs> this is yes. bathrobe time. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like if like if I can ever not be called out for wearing a bathrobe, like it's now. Seriously, seriously. Um, I I was really. I mean, a number of reasons I was interested in talking to you. I've kind of held off talking to you since you got back from England, because I just wanted to hear kind of about just the entire, like, experience. Because so Alex, so like, so like if you're listening, Alex was in England for work. And, uh, and then, and, and then all this happened. And like, like, we were all, like, we were already in the European lockdown when you came over here. So can you like shed some light on what that was like trying to get over here during like the travel lockdown from Europe or was England not locked sure. down? Sure. Well, so I I mean, I guess I guess one of like one of the things I kind of noticed was that, I mean, it seems like all 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 the countries like kind of had like their own process of discovering how 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 much trouble we were actually in <laughs> and how much trouble every- how much trouble each country was actually in or how much trouble yeah. we were in uh well that too i well i i think i think everyone just kind of looked at us and was were like oh no like how like they're they're like just knowing that trump was in charge i think everyone was just like oh they're gonna we go. fuck it up this yeah this is this is that moment we were all worried about this is that moment we were all truly worried about as of yesterday yeah. as of yesterday but for listeners, two days ago, we're number one. <laughs> we're the number one most confirmed cases in the world. And that's despite the fact that we've been trying to not test people and discover cases. <laughs> Other countries have been like mass testing, and we have more cases than those countries. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. we're larger than a lot of them, but not China. We're not larger than China. Yeah, that's a little weird. I mean... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a shit show for sure. But um, I mean, anyway, like I was so, you know, when I went when I was headed over there, like I was aware that it could become 
like kind of a big issue, but it was kind of like I think everyone collectively was like, just look away, look away. It's just trying to, you know, like. <laughs> well, we a, we talked about it. We had we had lunch before you left, like like a good while before you left, before you yeah. left your first time, and we were talking mm-hmm. about this. We were like, but we were like kind of laughing about it, like like being. Uh, we were like, it's just scary, but like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect us. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, I, we don't really have any, any like experience to draw from to like know that it's going to affect us. So, and I mean, so yeah, so like, I was over there, and I and I start to see like, I start to see it getting bad in other places, and like, I'm still, you know, I was probably, I was there for about a month before it got like things started getting like really bad, and like. So I was there alone. Like uh, Alex came and girl Alex came and visited for like um, she, you know, originally she was just going to come for like five days, and then she extended her trip um, because I was like, please, please stay. Like I'm lonely, and uh, <laughs> and so she, I was going to. So come she visit. extended her trip, but then like so she was going to leave that Monday, and then on that Thursday we got the first travel advisories, basically saying like you know the State Department basically saying like hey don't don't do any unnecessary travel. And her sister sent her like a text and I was like, ah, come on. It's like they're, they're trying to incite panic. Like I was definitely like of that camp. And, um, she's like, I don't know. I think I really, she's like, I want to come home early and I think you should come home with me. And I'm like, I'm not coming home. Like I'm here to do a mission. Um, and also at the time I was thinking like, well, also like the one friend that I did make in, in London, it works for the NHS. So I was like, I have an insider. At least I can Everyone's afford to get tested and get health there. Everyone's got well, an insider. <laughs> well, I mean, look, yeah, yeah. I, my thoughts were like, I actually feel safer here because I know I don't have any reason to travel outside of my outside of my home. Um, you know, and and I was well accommodated. You know, Alex, we need you to go to England over there. We need you to go to England and work from home. Can't I do this from home here? No, you got to be in England. And we need you to stay in your yeah. apartment and be on your computer. What if I just shift oh. my hours to England? No, you need to be in England. <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah, like, the point was I was supposed to go over there and, like, hire a bunch of people and then and then yeah. go home, right? So, like, they wanted boots on the ground there. So I, I get that. Um, so, and while Alex was, was there, you know, while she had, like, during the time that she had planned the trip, um, you know, the, the heads of the company were going to come and visit and check up on everything. And like, you know, we were going to, we had all these like dinners planned and like, you know, furthering the the whole mission of the whole thing. And, uh, they were like, yeah, so, uh, we can't risk getting stuck over there. So we're not coming. So that was like sign number two. And, uh, so they canceled their trip and Alex, Alex went home early and I, and I, you know, I didn't listen to her. I didn't go home with her. And then, then my, so I had two Airbnbs booked. Like I had one that I was in and, and, uh, it was that Monday that, you know, the day that Alex was supposed to leave that I was going to be moving across town into, um, into the other Airbnb. So like midweek, you know, the week before I pretty much decided, okay, I'm not riding the tube anymore. Like, I'm not going to put myself in any kind of like, I'm just going to stay home and order Amazon fresh or whatever I got to do. Right. And already it was like, I, we were, we were, uh, well, in England, they were a little later to like the buy all the toilet paper game. Like that, that was, that was like, that was like two weeks after you guys. And then um, I was still able to get everything except for like the medicine. Right. It's harder to find medicine uh, anywhere in, uh, in England. Like, you know, I, I want, I wanted to like make sure I just had like, like in case I got extremely uh, symptomatic and needed to sweat it out at home or whatever, I was like, no, maybe I'll buy some 
flu meds or something. Nothing. They had they had nothing. Well, they say also, not to take. They say not to take ibuprofen or Advil. Right, right. Well, so they said so they said not to take ibuprofen, and they have ibuprofen in in England, but they don't have fucking Tylenol or as they call it. Oh, you yeah, know, Tylenol. Tylenol is like like prescription. <laughs> Prescription in in England because it is bad for you. Like people have OD'd on Tylenol in this state. It's not. It's not. It's not um, uh, prescription. It's just. It's just. They call it paracetamol there. So mm-hmm. I had to like figure that out. <laughs> in the <middle laughs> of this, I'm like, I'm like, how would I Like, I don't know. I, I I eventually Googled it, and they're like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's one of those things that they we don't know why we have different names for it or whatever. So. Um, that's how I figured that out. And I, I stocked up on that, but they mix it all with caffeine. That's their, that's their, uh, <laughs> their combination of choice. It's all, it's all, uh, paracetamol and caffeine. So I stocked up on that and I was good. I, I actually got a little bit of a cough. I, honestly, the first week I landed in, in uh, England, I, th- I think I might've got it because, uh, out of nowhere, I just had violent chills and was throwing up my guts and I couldn't move. I, I was like, extremely achy and i sat i sat there and i just sweated out for like two days in my airbnb and then after that i had like a little baby cough and like i was fine um then that sounds that sounds like you had it that's like literally that's literally the symptoms it does except for except for i didn't have a fever at least i don't know but they say but they say fever doesn't happen for everyone okay but you got the chills and you were puking. Oh yeah. Oh, and I was. And you eight. had a cough. And you were aching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but uh, but well, but so this I'm a hypochondriac. This was before any cases were popping up or anything. Well, you got so it. You I got thought... it at an ideal time because you got it at a time when like cases. I mean, you maybe got it. You maybe got it at a time when cases weren't supposedly happening. There, people weren't panicking uh, as much about it, and like, because like, here's the thing: if you if that happened to me right now, and I'm sure if it happened to you right now, you would be so scared out of your mind. Like, uh, like, like, I coughed the other day, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> uh like like it's it's just so terrifying because like the other thing about it is when it happened like if it happened to you right happened to me right now i really have to weigh going to the hospital i have to weigh it i have to weigh how oh, yeah. badly do i feel i need to go to the hospital because i'm like one if i don't have it and i'm just like got something else that i think is it going to the hospital is probably going to be where i get it number two it's just like they're overrun. I don't want to go to like yeah. an overrun hospital right now. Oh and, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Let's this, go, this let's guy go where I know. A high concentration of all the sick people. That's how I felt when Alex wanted me to come home with her because I was like, I was like, look, at, at least I'm alone here. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go to the fucking airport right now. <laughs> and she got mad because I was suggesting that the airport was a dangerous place to be for well, her. In in uh get get to that in one minute. What was oh oh I know a guy um who has it and like he was describing his symptoms and like he was and I'm like and like he was like saying he was vomiting up everything he ate, just like incredible chills, difficulty breathing, felt like an elephant was sitting on his chest. And I'm like, and the hospital was like, You're not sick enough to be here right now. Like if that was what was happening to me, I'd be like, hook me up to some uh, but he, you gotta wait this out at home. You're not sick enough, and I'm like, what is sick enough then? What is like? It doesn't well, sound like it get. I think that the, that it's also it's not just like the manifestation of the symptoms. I think I mean this is just me interpreting stuff, so nobody 
not that anyone's listening, like caring about what I'm, my opinion at home, but um, <laughs> like, like, I think it's also like how much at, at risk you are. Like, you know, like if you're, if, if they think that you might like die, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think like the official kind of like advice at this point, right. Is like, if you have it, like just stay away from everybody. <laughs> if you think if you think you have it, stay away from right. everybody. Right. So that's like that's like what's crazy is it's like, OK, so we're number one in confirmed cases at this point, but they're only trying to confirm cases that are like the worst case scenario. So I think what's ironic about Trump's whole attitude towards this thing is like he's trying to like prove it's not that big a deal. But he's only letting the most sick people get tested. So like the mortality rate in New York, I was reading this the other day. I don't know how true it is, but I read it in a reputable thing. It's like a 30 percent mortality rate in New York right now. But that's not the actual what? that's not the actual rate. It's just the oh, actual that's just the, rate that's just of, the people that they're testing. Yeah. That's just the people that they're testing. So it makes it look so much worse. It makes right. it looks it makes it seem so scary that like 30 percent of the people who have it are dying. But no, it's only 30 percent of the people qualifying to get tested by the limited number of tests they have in New York. Yeah, are, my brother you know, tried to go do one of the drive through tests and he was sick and they he, they let him make an appointment and everything. And he waited an, an hour. So he sent me like the pictures look like something out of like. You remember like Close Encounters of the Third Kind when everyone's in like the hazmat suits and there's like, you know, <laughs> like, that kind of <laughs> I keep thinking of E.T. I keep thinking, sorry, one, one, one other thing. The, but the fucked up thing is if you're in New York right now and they're like, all right, we're going to test you. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> if I was. <laughs> well, they turned him away. They turned him away after hours of waiting there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, he, if I he's... go in and they decide to test me, my thought is going to be death is at my door. If if they're if they're like you qualify for a test at the at the at the rates at the rates of death that people are getting tested in this country, it's like uh, not to scare anyone. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. don't uh, take anything on this podcast. The five people listening to this podcast don't take yeah. any. I'm averaging about five listeners an episode. Don't take anything we say on this show as like signs go you know listen to the cdc this is just this is just a show of panicked people panicking um <laughs> i'm not i don't i wouldn't say i'm i'm panicked like yeah, i I'm think not. i think i can acknowledge the situation is like is really really bad i feel it's real. It's just, the situation I, is real it's very it's very real it's hard for my mind to accept that it's real because like i'm literally in like this beautiful house in uh, the middle of Studio City, like the weather is gorgeous. Oh, that's the nicest thing about being back. Like, oh man, it was kind of tough being in London, like during this, because like I'm already kind of it's just rainy, right? And like you know, chilly, being, chilly it, and rainy. It, oh, yeah, well, and it's and it's you know, I'm like, all right, well, at least I don't have to go outside. But like, you know, London instantly loses all of its charm when you can't go do anything, and probably same thing for any major city, right? Yeah. Like. Like New York is the greatest city in the world until you can't leave your apartment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've always said, I've always said, and I mean, this is this has never become more, never been more true than right now. New York is like a cruise ship, you know. It's like it's like you're not you're not there for the room, uh, yeah, but and especially exactly. right now because anyone on a cruise is like fucking stay in your room, and you're like, man, cruises suck when you're just stuck in a little in a in a, in a little cabin in the in the boat, and it's like New York. It's like yeah, go. Go live in your 200 square foot studio apartment that you pay $3,000 for. <laughs> uh, Don't leave it. Yeah. No, I At can't. Least, yeah. 
It's like I'm in I'm in I'm in, you know, my our old nice house. So it's it's been uh, <laughs> been OK. It's been OK. I haven't left. I've, I've literally I go on. A, I go on walks. That's the extent of of me leaving. I'll go on a walk every like other day. And I freak out when I go on the walk. <laughs> I was on a walk the other day and just like a droplet of something hit my lip. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like 28 days later where the bird like drips a little blood and the guy, the person died. <laughs> <I, no, I, laughs> uh, but like, you know, what's interesting, what I've really learned from my walking is, you know, how much I relied on leaning on stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a lot of leaning on things because I won't lean anymore and I'll get to like a crosswalk and I'll have to wait and A, I won't touch the button so I'm waiting extra time for the crosswalk because I don't want to touch anything and then it's like I don't want to lean either because you know and I'm like man standing is much more difficult than people give it credit for <laughs> standing yeah. standing is its own challenge it is I've heard you try to stand it's uh you know you, you that I was going to ask you about your uh about your, you know, your respiratory <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, we, so folks at home, uh, when Josh and I decided to go do ayahuasca in the desert together, we had to give each other uh, Indian names. And uh, we, we um, lovingly named Josh Grunting Jew because uh, whenever he tries to stand, he, he makes an audible ah. grunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, funny, on another episode of this show, I talked about my ayahuasca experience. Uh, so, so it's become a kind of that's a thing. prepared you for like you know being a member of like a, a global community that's stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grunting yeah. Jew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, what was the um, what was the what was the airport like? Well, so I had to do two airports on the way back because um, I I couldn't get a direct flight. Um, so I had to fly like Heathrow. Heathrow was in, was really intense. Not not intense like I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like really really crowded. I really didn't have to stand. I really didn't have to stay in close contact to anybody. Um, but it's a really weird scenario. Like there was just like a palpable like sense of like um, yeah dread and, and like and fear and fear like of being. Yeah, fear. I mean like the closest thing I've ever experienced uh, was like. I don't know. You remember being in public, like right after nine eleven, how everyone was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right? Like, yeah. That... I don't know. I didn't really feel that so much. Not this is de- this is definitely a much more intense experience than nine eleven. Um, well, not yeah. I mean, that I I think well, but you know that the the day of nine eleven where you're just like watching it kind of happen. The day of nine eleven like was that, like for was scary. Like that that was, was like that was scary. But then like afterwards, it was kind of like you know. I felt like after 9-11 happened, it still felt like, well, we're America, you know, nobody fucks with America, but we don't feel yeah, we still as had, we still had that, that facade to cling to. I think, I think now that veil has been cleanly ripped off everyone in America's uh, eyes, except, well, no, except for half the population. Except for half the, po- half the uh. population. That's <laughs> the other thing that, that's the other thing that just makes this so much scarier is this like no faith whatsoever in the people in charge right now. It's just like, we couldn't, like God, just what I would give, what I'd give for Mitt Romney to be in charge right now, <laughs> you know, just like 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 anyone who just seemed even remotely responsible or compassionate, and not just fully self centered at the moment. Just that, like, I could have any well, that, faith. That me is like how every tweet is still somehow about him and his reelection. It's unbelievable. But, um, when he's well, giving that speech, 
send too much into Donald Trump talk because sure, it's, uh, sure, it's, sure. But what? But one thing, did you see that video with Fauci in the background when he goes, uh, when he's like the State Department, or as I call it, the Deep State Department, and Fauci <laughs> like has to cover his face because he just yeah, the guy who's telling everyone to not touch their face is like uh... just suddenly touches his face in front yeah, of America. He's the, one, he's the only one saying anything reasonable up there. Totally. So. Thank God. Thank God for him. Thank God for Dr. Fauci. Stay safe, Dr. Fauci. Fauci yeah. and RBG. Just the two of you, whatever, live in a bubble. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so uh, the other thing that I noticed at the airport was like, I'd never seen so many masks and stuff. Like I remember Alex suiting up to leave and she was like full blown gloves, mask and everything. And like, um, I had like hand sanitizer and some wipes to like kind of wipe down my area, but like I, I was not, I was not expecting to see so many people like actually you, like you didn't have looking, looking like they, they, like honestly, everyone looked like if this wasn't going on, you would be like, oh shit, like terrorists run the airport now. Like <laughs> there's like it looked like you know just a bunch of people in like these like really and also where's everyone getting the badass looking masks. Like, I thought we were on a mask shortage, but, like, everyone who's got a mask has one that looks like freaking Sub-Zero just showed up. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, I don't know. I, like, I can't tell because I'm only relying on the eyes, which is the only thing I can see. But I think, I think, I think everyone wearing a mask kind of feels, like, a little cool about wearing a mask. Like, I don't know. I, feel I, like I it's hate one of the... it. I hate it. I feel insecure <laughs> when, I, when I go on my walks with my mask on. I feel weird about it. See, it's it, mildly but... it's mildly triggering for me because like I have I, I realized that um, I have some weird deep seated fears about hospitals in general. So I definitely wouldn't fare well if I needed to go to the hospital. But um, like anytime I'm around like medical supplies and medical equipment, like I get this I get this like weird like feeling that over overtakes me. And like I, I don't I don't know what it is, but like because uh, it's weird because I don't I don't feel like I'm I'm like crazy afraid of dying or whatever. But like I think I'm I think I'm just like deeply afraid of hospitals and medical they're supplies. They're scary. They're scary. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. They also kind of turn me on a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll explore that on my next uh, therapy session. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, so when you got to the hospital, I'm sorry, when you got to, when you got to the airport, was uh, where like, there was like Cinnabon open? Where they're like, people no. work, everything's well, closed? Like, what's that? <laughs> I was hoping a bar would be open because I kind of wanted to just drown in like booze until I woke up in another, you know, in my home country. Um, but yeah, nothing was really open, but it was also really, really early in the morning. But I did have like the the premium economy seats where the booze were free. And the lady came over and like I ordered like a bourbon and ginger ale or something like that. And the, like, you know how they normally give you like one the lady came over. And she's like, she gave me a couple extra. <laughs> like, all right. Like faith in humanity. Like, what is this? American Airlines? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That that was nice. Uh, And okay, so then when you got into Texas, you landed in Texas first, right? Yeah. So when I landed in Texas, um, in Texas, what was the screening process like getting off the plane? Yeah. So, well, so I was relieved to find that there was a medical screening because when Alex went home the week prior, there was nothing. And she had a lady in front of her just coughing like up her lungs the entire time. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And she ran a fever after that and and I've been sheltering with her. So like, I got, I guess I, I I had to, to have had it already. Like there's, cause there's no way I wouldn't have caught it. Alex had a fever Uh, after, after. Yeah. While I was still in, in London. 
And um, she's feeling all I, better. Did she have a cough, chills, vomiting, any of that stuff yeah, either? Well, yeah, like she had she had like the flu, like the whole the whole nine with that. Um, and, and but she she got over it pretty quickly. I think we both had like maybe a mild version of it, which like I think I think it's good that like like I don't know that we're seeing the cases that that show like the severity of it. But like at some point, we need to kind of flip the switch and like show like maybe like what a mild version of it is so people don't have a panic attack and go overload the hospitals. It's, and stuff it's, like it's so tricky. It's like, it's like you really, you really have a lot of game theory to play in this because like, if you just, mm. if you start showing people like the minor things and that it's minor, like, I guess true that like people might not freak out as much. Cause I'll definitely freak out if I get any amount of it. But, uh, simultaneously, it's like you don't want people you don't want you don't want people being like oh, I'm spring break if I get it I get it whatever no big deal yeah. I'll survive and then fuck it and it, it starts spreading again um yeah yeah so it's, sure. it, it's a tough it's a tough call uh and, and it's also tricky just because it is flu season so it's like like right. uh Alex Russick had the flu and was sure he was dying of this. And finally, <laughs> finally just went to the earth, finally went to the urgent care. Like I can't call me. He's like, I can't breathe. I'm going to the, I'm going to the urgent care. Goes to the urgent care. They test him like, yeah, you actually just have the flu. <laughs> Wait, so they, they tested him for flu. Flu. Uh, they didn't test him for coronavirus. They're like, I guess it's possible you have both, but it seems like you just have the flu. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my brother's got it right now. I mean, oh, shit. he does have it. Did he, did he, well, he, he ended up getting? No, he didn't get the test. He did telemedicine. And the, the doc was like, look, you know, like you can't get a test for at least another week. He's like, but I'm putting it down that you have it because like you have all those symptoms. And like, I wonder if he should have just been tested for the flu. Um, is there like an over the counter flu test? Like, can we start with that maybe? So like you can just make sure you, that what you have isn't the flu. Yeah, I guess you can get pro- process of elimination. Right. Because it's like really it's like one of like a couple of things. Here we are solving the problems of the universe while everyone's out well, <laughs> in, at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is it is your brother have it? Is your brother in New York running? A, uh, no, he's in Connecticut staying at home. And he so he's quarantined down in his man cave, which is awesome, by the way. He's got yeah. a full sure, movie sure. theater and everything nothing, like that. Nothing like being but, rich and, and, and during the quarantine. Let me tell you. Oh, dude. So, like, I got to say, I, I got to say, like, because, like, on one hand, this is like, I feel like this is just shining a light, um, you know, on all the all the obvious problems, like, in society. So, and, and like, requiring them to get fixed, with the exception of the wealth gap which is just now violently increasing because so my, uh, my mom, her, her, uh, her boyfriend, he works for uh, Wells Fargo and he's a lender and they have him going in. I mean, he's like the only one showing up in the office. So I guess he feels safe or whatever, but like, it, like business is booming over there because all the rich people are getting loans to go buy up all the cheap property because everyone's panicking. So that they're going to, this is another blood on the streets moment where they're going to come out owning everything that, and it's like, it, it is, uh, I gotta say, it's really, it's really cozy in this giant house in the middle of Studio City. <laughs> I mean, so from a comfort standpoint, it's like way, it's way easier. Although, I gotta say, the one area where I, I think maybe there is level playing field is like, I mean, 
I guess if you're, I guess if you're wealthier, it's a little easier because you can do things like Uber Eats and stuff more, more readily. And like, you know, but like Amazon sucks for everybody right now. So like the essentials, like they're still are still kind of bad, right? Well, you just like, gotta, you just gotta plan ahead. Like I've been, uh, I mean, I also have you know a very sweet mom who's been sending me stuff. But um, your mom's like, been I, sending you stuff. Yeah, she'll like order me stuff. But uh, also, How does I she went. get stuff though? Is there st- more stuff in Florida? That I think she just like ordered a bunch of stuff. Like, like I'm getting it just like a week later after she orders it. Amazon Prime. I bought a ton of stuff before the what I call the Tom Hanks moment. So I went to the store and got like rigatoni for 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 weeks. Uh, <laughs> so nice. um, so I was like pretty taken care of generally through like an extended period of time um but um but but yeah i mean i don't know it's 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 tough i'm I'm almost out of paper towels that's that's the only thing that freaks me out yeah so we're we're totally out of paper towels over here we have toilet paper for that'll last us um a pretty good amount of time i also have a bidet attachment in storage that's my plan b if anything goes wrong i'll get that delivered (laughs) The bidet, um, the bidet attachment's nice. That's that's a good, really that's a good. good. I mean, it's a little cold, but you know, it's like it's worth it. Um, so yeah, I, but, but you know, we've had a hard time ordering in groceries and stuff like that. So I, you know, on Prime though, I was able to order about ten pounds of beef jerky. So I've got that's like my that that's like I'm basically living on beef jerky right now. And uh, like we're also doing the pantry game because like the other thing is. You know, we want we want to make sure that we're both here for 14 days, you know, from day zero, the day that I got here uh, before we actually even attempt to go to the grocery store just out of like social responsibility. You know, just we just signal some virtue there. And then um, so once once that's over, though, I think we're going to try to try to make it to the grocery store and like start cooking stuff and everything like that. But in the meantime, we're definitely playing playing the pantry game like and it's tough because Alex is a gluten free vegan. So, Oof. you know, like there. Wrong time we're dealing, to be a gluten-free vegan. Well, so on one hand, like she's she does have she does have a stocked pantry, but it's all like really weird stuff. So I gotta all of a sudden I gotta learn how to cook with like quinoa flour. Um, it's been it, it, but it's good because I, I've been a little insensitive to her dietary restrictions. So I feel like this is a pretty good growing opportunity for us. Like you know, I'm pretty much forced to. So uh, you're basically a gluten free vegan right now, other than the beef jerky. Well, that's why I ordered ten pounds of beef jerky. So <laughs> <laughs> I will eat she'll meat make a, if it kills she'll make me. Make a salad, and I'm like, let me just sprinkle a little beef jerky on that. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, person I'm seeing is uh, is gluten free. I made her a little care package the other day. We have we've been quarantining apart. Her roommates have been like sick in and out, which is like freaky. Um, she's been like quarantining off in her room. Uh, but yesterday I put together I, I had when everything started, I'd bought a bunch of gluten free stuff because I was like thinking like maybe we will end up quarantining together. Um, and then when we didn't, so yesterday I just put a care package of all the gluten free stuff I did. She came over, I put it in ran away myself. Um, and then she came and grabbed it and we talked from like 10 feet away. Um, <laughs> if either of us lived alone, we'd already have like quarantined together, but like we each have multiple roommates. So it's just like. Okay, well, so how many people are in your house at the moment? Full. 
but uh, one is leaving at the end of the month. Robin's gone. Um, new is she already in the nice house? Yeah. Lucky, lucky her. Well, yeah, we had we had a we had a pretty big fight towards the end. Um, oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like work with her every day. <laughs> I don't even know about no, it. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I was just like, she was just like, she was like, had come back and was like, uh, <laughs> Aaron Dirty Laundry on my podcast. She was just like, I went to Home Depot. I definitely have it. There are a million people everywhere. And I was just like, why are you going to Home Depot? <laughs> She's like, and then, um, and then I was like, can you just, uh, only while you're still here go out for things that are like necessary and then it just turned into a fight um uh, okay yeah no one <laughs> wants to be told what to do that's that's the that's like the maybe the hardest part of this is like you know uh, it's like, but it's just i don't know i just feel like there's like at a certain point a respect issue when you live with other people to like consider the the yeah I mean, the problem is i think that like from like you know this has shown us how difficult it is to accept like the reality of reality mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, especially when it's so different. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing with this whole thing is like discovering the new normal that emerges. Right. Because like, you know, we'll, we'll survive as a, as a, as a species, like we, we totally will, but it's going to be different after this. And it's, it's also, I mean, maybe my favorite thing out of this Oh, simultaneously, my favorite thing and, and my least favorite thing is that I, I really believe that like that, like in a massive twist of ironic fate in the universe, that Donald Trump is going to be the one to socialize Medicare. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's going to I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think I think I really believe that they're just going to use this as an opportunity to they've already started using it as a further opportunity oh, to loot the Fed and and uh Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, just going to be like, fuck you. He's going to he's going to like do a bunch of posturing to try and win reelection. And then it's just going to be a further fuck you to saying, everyone. Like, like it's because it's so global, like you can't really hide from from the facts. Here's you know? here's the thing. I was talking about this on another episode recently. Like like this is what's so crazy about like the cult like mentality of his supporters. Mm. You know, Jonestown, where everyone drank the Kool-Aid and died. Yeah. The guy who was in charge drank the Kool-Aid and died, too. It's like it's like it's right. not that he's tricking everyone. It's that he's as fucking dumb as all of them, too. And it's right, just like, right. well, there's like, thing, like where no Disney villain ever believes that they're the Disney villain. Right. Here's the here's <laughs> the Kool-Aid. Everyone. This is this is the Kool-Aid. Right. And yeah. his supporters are still drinking it. I mean, I, I don't really follow many Trump supporters online anymore, but people I know who do say they're just doubling, tripling down. His his approval rating is somehow going up. It's just like it, it's almost like that's the more tragic thing is that there's both the pandemic and the psychological pandemic in this country. Um, right. Right. The virus of the mind and the virus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I'm I'm a bit more pessimistic about the end result of this. Um, now at this point, seven point five trillion dollars has been pumped into the stock market by the Fed. Uh, remember, um, remember when we couldn't find two and a half to uh, to go to the doctor? Oh well, <laughs> and then on top of that, there was just a two. There was also on top of that, there was just a two trillion dollar bailout 
part of which came to people, but like most of which goes to companies. It's just like, it's just like, you know, how, how. So, all right. So, so I know that you've done this research uh, then. So what, um, how do we get our checks? How's that happening? Cause I like, I like, I'm, I'm kind of re- resolved that like, I'm not going to be involved in the decision-making process here, but I've heard <laughs> there were checks and I want to know how to get mine, especially considering that I'm currently living in someone else's domicile. So, well, like- uh, I think, uh, I, I believe if you, I believe, and I'm not a hundred percent on this, so please, you know, check, check, double check on this. But I heard that if you, um, if you, set up auto pay on your tax return in 2018 it'll populate your bank account through that like if you did so a, it's a uh, trap. what <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> did you do your 2018 taxes i i've got a guy i got a guy yeah yeah dan when you and when you got when you got your tax return did you get a check in the mail or did you uh i owed money did, you owed money oh, 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 oh i always owe money uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't make enough to owe money. In fact, the most amount of money I declare when I pay my taxes was my tax return for last year. That's my biggest, uh, <laughs> declared, declared income. Um, well, but, Hey, they pushed the deadline to July, you know, for this, uh, for this year. That's exciting. That's good. Oh. I, I should just do it. I have all the paperwork. Um, just get it done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you bank? Do you bank transfer your money to the government, or do you write a check? Um, I wrote. I don't know. So, I, sometimes I put it on a credit card. Even like like I used to do it on TurboTax, and now now I just now I just pay. Um, I write I'm not a check. sure, but I also got an email today about some sort of um, separate uh, thing for people in entertainment. So uh, I have to look into that. So, but there's apparently. Something to look into for that if you're a freelance entertainment worker. Um, well, speaking of you, who is a freelance entertainment worker sometimes, right? Let's talk about the photo booth game. What's going on? For uh, viewers scary. Home, it's scary. that don't know this, Josh and I are in the, uh, are in the photo booth. So that's the other thing. We're also, we're also small business owners. I'm a small business owner. I'm a freelance entertainment worker and, uh, and a comedian. Like, like the entirety of my income has just gone to zero. And I, I had three ways that I combined to barely pay my bills to begin with. Um, so... So it's like it's like I, I I'm looking for small business bailout. I'm looking for freelance bailout and I'm looking for entertainment bailout. Three checks, baby. Three. And and you know, ideally not checks. Let's do direct deposit. Why I gotta touch something that someone else touched, you know? Exactly. Never do exactly. that again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I guess it's a scary time for the photo business game. You know, nobody wants to be touching anything that a bunch of people were touching. Well, that's the um, thing. So, so yeah, I think, you know, if we can, you know, make it maybe policy for while this thing's going on, like only, only our staff gets to touch it. Right. Definitely. Definitely. No more, definitely. No more come up and select your background. It's, you know, yeah, no, hey. no, no, I'll, I'll show, I'll show you what background you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's just scary. I'm just like wondering, like, I'm, I'm curious what, what, you know, you know, it's funny, it's funny I, to talk I, about, I it's funny to talk about it on here. Or some of the, some of the events that we have booked are going to cancel on us, I'm sure. Um, which, you know, I guess I, you know, I guess I'm down to like totally comply with refunds or whatever. Like, I feel like everyone 
is kind of being good about that. But I, I don't know. Some, you know, I, I gotta, t- I gotta share with you my my latest pet peeve, which I've just decided I'm gonna be mad about for a little while. Um, is uh, so have you noticed that it seems like it seems like now like everyone's kind of expecting free shit like from every every company. Like I, I kind of get it if you're like Amazon or like you know if you're like Airbnb or you're one of these like bigger behemoths. But like, I, I, I think I violently disagree with like the idea that you should be like asking small businesses to accommodate you in this scenario. I think that like maybe collectively we should decide to like support small businesses and like not hold their feet to the fire to like give us free shit and over accommodate. Like maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more thinking we need to do something about uh, taking care of um... the airlines because they they need money. Just kidding, that was a joke. Was a bad uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm more thinking about like rent, like what's like that? People, people paying their rent. I think that's the biggest. Oh, thing. like yeah. it's like it's like I think most people in this country live paycheck to paycheck, and like even even like a twelve hundred dollar payment, like like. I need to make far more than twelve hundred dollars a month to 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 pay my rent. Well, uh, so now I'm thinking very selfishly because I was just thinking, you know, because I'm not currently paying rent because I canceled my apartment before I left. Like in a weird way, this has been like, like I've got I, I've I've lucked out like in a lot of ways here. Like I I returned my car, so I'm not paying for a car or car insurance right now. I'm not paying for uh, I'm not paying for an apartment. Although you know I'm trying, I'll, I'll probably throw Alex a bone or something. But, uh, either way, like I cut all I cut all those expenses, but I'm thinking like, do you think maybe this will like lower the rent prices in LA for when I do need to get a place again? Because I can't stay here forever. You know, hard to know, hard to know, hard to know what's gonna happen. I, I was very much at a point where I was feeling like nothing was gonna lower the rent prices in LA. Will this be finally the thing, or will it just continue to be fuck you, pay me? I mean, it's just like. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm at this weird place where I'm like watching the mayor tell everyone, "Hey, stay home, don't go out." And it's like, "Okay, but uh, also pay your rent." Someone's flying a helicopter. The nerve of that guy. <laughs> it's probably for the government. Um That's also my newest thing. I I like getting angry at people who are doing things, you know, like uh well, I, I think I just I think I just like absorbed it from Alex. Like the other yesterday, we were sitting and having lunch, you know, on her front lawn. So now that's also a sport of ours. We sit out on the front lawn, and as people go by, we judge them for being outside. <laughs> well, I, I like I said, I've gone on a couple of walks, but uh, yeah, don't walk by us. I won't walk by you. <laughs> I, I hope you're wearing your I hope you're wearing your bathrobes and sitting in those leopard print chairs, uh, well, tiger print. We had to we had to walk her dogs and. Uh, they were coming by, or people, you know, people, people were also walking their dogs and coming by, and like <laughs> Alex, like aggressively pulled the dogs over to the side and was like, "Don't come by us, we're sick." <laughs> like, she, she is, she is very much like, "Don't come near me." I didn't even, I, I, I constantly forget. I'm, that's, that's maybe like my biggest challenge right now is I constantly forget that we're, we're going through all of this, and like, you know, I have to remind myself to maybe be sensitive or like be a little bit more, more cautious, like. Another uh, one one thing she you know she tried to show me and you know get me scared about yesterday was uh, like I guess you have to like take more care when you get things from Uber Eats now like you know open the packaging up with gloves outside and like put like but 
But like, and I get it. I get that like stuff could be chilling on your on the packaging, you know, from the driver or from the people packing it. But like, like, couldn't it also be on the food? Like, it, like we have just zero form of checks. Like, is that maybe a new? Why? Is that maybe, that's why like, I new, don't. Uh, that's why I don't order out. You don't. You got. Are you supplied to, enough to eat only out of the pantry? For now, you are. Yeah. See, I need to get there. I need to get there. I, well, maybe I'll just I'll just keep doing the beef. I, I'm worried about the beef jerky thing though because it's high in sodium, and I've recently been diagnosed with high blood pressure. Mm. So I have. Uh, I'm on. I'm on a drug called lisinopril, which actually I've been getting mixed information about. Apparently, it's an ace. It's an ACE inhibitor or something like that, which apparently puts me like in the if you get coronavirus you die category maybe like i don't know i i could be uh i could be wrong that's the thing i read stuff that said it was good i read stuff that said it was bad and so then i called my doctor got no got no response from the doctor i'm starting to feel like an old person real fast i got i got high <laughs> blood pressure can't get the doctor to call me back <laughs> <laughs> i can't even leave my home <laughs> i'm on the meals on wheels program it's ridiculous uh. <laughs> Well, all Thanks right, Alex. About everything. <laughs> um, well, all right, buddy. I think on that note, I will, I will, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you stay. You know, go with Alex. Be angry, old, old men and women. Uh, in the age of the coronavirus, when will we be out of this mess? Will, will there be a new mess? Who knows? Who knows? But stay positive, everybody. Stay positive. Anything you want to promote uh, before I let you go? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, what I was in London for was our, our company, uh, abound, which if any of you guys, I know, I know a lot of people are trying to figure out how to, uh, survive, right. And how to make, how to continue to make money. And so I know a lot of people out there are probably doing e-commerce and drop shipping is dead because you can't get com- uh, products from China anymore. Right. But, uh, our, our company, if you go to helloabound.com, you can do risk-free wholesale, so you can buy a bunch of stuff, uh, like really good stuff that you wouldn't find on Amazon, candles and stuff like that, to stock your store. And uh, you don't have to pay for it for 60 days, and you can return anything that doesn't sell within 60 days. So we take all the risk out of buying inventory, it's, so it's better than drop shipping. And uh, you know, I think we're definitely seeing a resurgence, uh, or not a resurgence, but like uh, a lot of activity on the e-commerce Surgeons. area. So Surgeons. it's a good way to make money from home, you know, is owning one of these stores. So, you know, make a little store on Shopify or whatever, so people can get their candles and make their space a little bit nicer and fill it with products from, uh, from helloabound.com. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. If you have any questions, want us to talk about anything, email me at uh, quarantinepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you, or I will see you tomorrow.